5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome in, everybody. Friday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. And uh, Joe Dooley waiting in the wings. Breaking news before we get to Coach Dooley. Also, we're going to have our uh, snack down today, plus uh, Eric Gullickson with uh, WITN7, sports director there, will join us. We're going to talk uh, a little, uh, little, uh, little Super Bowl. I understand that's happening this weekend, and we'll have our Snackdown draft. Uh, but some breaking news in today's Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. East Carolina University's Athletics Director, John Gilbert, has a new five-year deal. Gilbert came to ECU in 2018 and will continue as Director of Athletics through 2026, the new contract approved this morning by the Board of Trustees. Gilbert will be paid the same amount of money he paid when he got here, $500,000 annually. That's according to the agreement. Gilbert, of course, came to ECU from Southern Miss. This uh, comment from ECU Chancellor Dr. Philip Rogers. In the past, I've had a chance to work side-by-side with John. I appreciate John's dedication to the university its athletics department, and the success of our student-athletes on the field and in the classroom. Uh, Gilbert, according to uh, a release, saying in part, we have preserved and battled through unprecedented times thanks to the generosity of our Pirate Club members, alumni, family, and friends. And we have a solid foundation to build upon as we take the next steps for ECU athletics. This is an exciting time to be a part of ECU athletics. So John Gilbert, congratulations to him. New year, new five-year deal signed today. He's got a lot of uh, things to certainly continue to address. It's been uh, already, as John alluded to in his comments, kind of an adventurous time and uh, unprecedented times. But uh, you're looking at very much of, uh, you know, he's got to hire a soccer coach now. There are uh, the fundraising push to get football back to where it needs to be from a funding perspective, but also where the program needs to be to compete in the uh, American. Uh, certainly, I think, uh, with Cliff Godwin's success, there's some questions there. And then, you know, Joe Dooley also has some unanswered questions as far as beyond next year with a possible contract and still some basketball to be played. So many things to talk about there. John Gilbert, and uh, we'll have more on this uh, coming up with uh, our 94.3 The Game Sports update in a little bit. It's the Get You to the Weekend, Get You to the Super Bowl Weekend edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, as I mentioned, Eric Gullickson will be with us. He is uh, sports director of WITN7. We're going to have our snackdown where we're going to draft snacks for your Super Bowl party, and somebody will be proclaimed the snackdown champ. As we're going to rack, we're going to rack them. We're going to rack the snacks. I'll be the snack missioner. 
uh, for the uh, draft proceedings. Ben and Philip will also participate in that. Joe Dooley joining us as Pirate Basketball returns home to take on SMU. Coach, thanks for being with us here. And uh, a quick look at this matchup, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about the big win out at Tulsa. Again, appreciate the time. No problem. Problem, Patrick. So, Joe, let's talk about uh, SMU. They're coming in. Huge win over uh, Houston. And uh, this is a team, I think, if, if there's a, another team out of the American that can get into the, the NCAA, I think they've got a great chance. But it'll be a really big opportunity for the Pirates to play a team that uh, is one of the very best in the AAC. Yeah, they've Tim's done a really good job. They've they've been on a bit of a run. They've got a very old team. I mean, you know, they've got start five seniors, uh, experienced. I mean, Kendrick Davis is obviously leading the league in scoring. The Weathers brothers have you know been a good fit, and um, you know the kid Ben Demel is an elite elite defender and has really continued to get better offensively throughout the course of the years. Coach, uh, what about uh, what about uh, this, this team? And you you talked about they're older, but what about this team makes them so dangerous in your mind? Well, you know, Davis, when you can when you can get a bucket at any time, which he can, is, is a dangerous deal. I mean, he can he can score at any time. He can get his own shot uh, and get where he wants to get. He forces help. Uh, they average almost nine made three point field goals a game. A little bit higher in league. That that you know that spreads your defense. Uh, they're small. They're, you know, Weathers number fifty. One of the old, one of the brothers is really a was you know a, really a three man, you know, coming out of high school and is now playing the five. So he's a bit of a matchup nightmare like the kid cross from uh, Tulane is. So it's, it's a little bit unconventional the way they play. Six o'clock tomorrow night, Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum, East Carolina getting back to over uh, 500 overall with the win against Tulsa on Tuesday. And Southern Methodist comes in uh, right squarely on the NCAA tournament bubble. They uh, had the marquee win against uh, Houston in Dallas uh, midweek. Tim Jankovic, you referenced him, Coach. You guys have a uh, history. Uh, you guys are uh, certainly friendly with one another. Uh, and uh, and a lot like your mold, I mean, uh, Coach Jankovic, just kind of an old ball coach. Yeah, Tim's been doing this a while and, you know, really good player at Kansas State and has been at a number of places, you know, as an assistant and a head coach. And, um, you know, he, he took over. He was the coach in waiting when Coach Brown took the SMU job. You know, we talked about that. I mean, Coach Brown was on the bus with us in the NCAA tournament with us when he, when he took the SMU job and was looking to hire a coach in waiting and, you know, talked about Tim with Coach Self. You know, so it's been a, you know, known this for a while, known Tim for a while, and he's done a really good job with us. No, he has. SMU's uh, really a, a solid program. It's just not a good team, it's a solid program, and, and he's uh, continued. Uh, that even after uh, Larry Brown retired yet again, and, and of course, as we know, is back. So let's talk about the game the other night, uh, uh, Coach Dooley. Uh, what a what a shot at the end by Vance Jackson, uh, kind of hanging in the air and and hit it. Uh, just take us through the what you were specifically looking for down the stretch, and I mean, was it a plan? Hey, on the road, the old adage, go for the win. Well, he, he we tried to we threw the ball inside. I mean, we were trying right. to throw the ball inside to to, to Zoe and. Zoe got caught, and, and the second part of the play, if he couldn't get where he wanted to get, was to look for Vance or you know get the ball fanned out of the post. And Vance caught it. I mean, made a heck of a shot. But I mean, you know, originally we went right inside. Zoe had him, and the pass was a little off. And uh, Zoe was fortunate to catch it and and, and corral it. And he, you know, the, the guys did. They uh, uh, Tulsa switched the rest of the play, which was fine. But Vance is uh, we keep talking about. It. He's a little bit taller than you think, and. He's able to use his lane to get a shot off. 
out of that four slash five spot, because you mentioned uh, Alanza Frank, uh, you got some really good production among Frank, Dubow, Brandon Johnson, and even Marlon Lestinley. Yeah, and those guys did a really good job. I think we got twenty eight points from our four spot with with Brandon and 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 um, Vance, and then you know Luigi was three for three, Zoe was one for two. Marlon did a really good job, you know, buying us some minutes uh, as a, as a young kid playing against uh, a Dua. Uh, up front and did a nice job of not, you know, of doing his job and buying us some time so we didn't foul those other guys out. But I thought all our front court guys gave a good lift. You know, you had R.J. Felton start the other night. Uh, Brandon Johnson has been a, a big contributor all year. Uh, Reyes, for you, uh, played and has played some significant minutes. Uh, we've seen Javon Small at times this year. So these freshmen that you've talked about uh, have, have come in and uh, and really given you some good minutes and it's one of those things you, we've talked about it all season. You haven't had the chance to, to really get them early season minutes like you would have liked, but I mean, here they are playing in, uh, in conference games in February and, and, and giving you valuable minutes. Well, it's not ideal, but it is what it is. And Alexis has worked his way, uh, you know, has played a lot better in practice. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, he didn't make any shots at Tulane. He made one, but uh, he took good shots and played well. <clears throat> and I think the next, thing for him is to, is to have getting used to the, to playing in real games and at that speed but until he gets game experience he's not going to know and he, he got game experience unfortunately because Brandon and Tremont and you know JJ couldn't play and that's that's part of it so now you got to step up I think he'll get better I thought he did some good things he had a good player too he had a great backdoor cut at Tulsa which was a big basket uh played real meaningful minutes Javon's played meaningful minutes Brandon's been out there the whole year so I think the good thing about those guys is they're getting some opportunity, and sometimes it's painful uh, for them and for us, but uh, the only way to learn is to play. We got Pirate basketball coach Joe Dooley on the line with us tomorrow at uh, 6 o'clock. ECU and SMU will hear the game right here on 94.3, the game at 107.9 WNCT with coverage beginning uh, at 5.30. The return of Brandon Suggs, I know we're fairly deep into this chat before we bring him up, but, uh, you know, obviously – Came back after that uh, timeout with the uh, the injury, he returned, drew a couple of charges. Probably actually uh, could have had a few more uh, offensive yeah, fouls. Yeah, I mean the called. one was definitely an offensive foul. They, they they went to the monitor. It was you know unfortunately for us they you know they missed the call, but he, it was an offensive foul. It wasn't a, a a flagrant one or anything, but it was a uh, you know a little bit of a an offensive foul. But I thought Brandon came back and gave us solid minutes. They did a nice job. But timing is a little bit off, which it should be. But uh, it was good to have him back out there. Joe, how? what about him? It's just kind of a, a calming influence for your team. I mean, I, I don't think it's unfair to say that the team struggled while he was out. It seems like he just does so much, even stuff that doesn't show up in a box score for this, for this club, that uh, I think that had a real – I mean, it was a bad adjustment that your team had to make, unfortunately. Well, it's not. I think the the biggest problem we've had is is you've got obviously Vance and, and Tristan have put up really good numbers. Have had really good years, and the way I, the way we viewed it was your third option for us was Brand was Brandon and JJ. Now their numbers aren't spectacular in the fact that they don't average fifteen or sixteen points a game, but when they're averaging ten and a half a game each, that's twenty one or twenty two points a game that you're playing without. So your third option is really two guys combined. Unfortunately for us, you know, J.J.'s been out. If you look at J.J.'s numbers before he got hurt, and J.J.'s numbers since he been, has been hurt, he played in a couple of games, and he went from averaging 10 points to four and a half. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, he couldn't finish. He couldn't finish against Cincinnati. He couldn't play. You know, he played a half against Houston. Uh, couldn't go, uh, you know, against, uh, you know, couldn't go against Tulane. Only played limited minutes against uh, Temple. And with Brandon out, those, you know, those two guys combined, it, it puts guys in different roles. It puts more pressure on Vance and Tristan to guard, to, to, to score. And, uh, some of those young guys aren't ready. I mean, we've had some, in, you know, inconsistent with our front guy, front court guys. Now they produced the other night, but they had struggled a little bit. You know, we, you know, I mean, Luigi and Zoe had not been great finishing out the basket. Um, and, you know, when, they, when you can take those two other guys out, it shifts the pressure for those other guys. I think yeah. having Brandon back is another guy that can cut. Uh, he can get out in transition. Uh, you know, JJ's numbers from the three point line were really good until he got hurt and that stretches the floor. So, Guys getting used to different roles, you know, affects everybody's role. Um, you know, it has hurt Tristan and Vance, it's made it harder on them. But these young guys have to figure it out, and all the way they're going to figure it out is playing. And, and you know, they make some steps that are painful, but it, it, with with the situation they're in, they've got to learn quickly. Uh, we've got basketball coach Joe Dooley on with us. Uh, Pirates tomorrow taking on SMU at the Coliseum, six o'clock uh, tip. Cy uh, and I talked about it Wednesday here on the radio show, and I do think that a lot of people who are uh, maybe even if you're not the most astute observer and follow every uh, minute of, of the basketball program from where the program was on a talent level to where it is now, there's been an upgrade. Point being, and, and I thought Cy was spot on with this, but I think you know obviously this team is better. Uh, the, the, the whole is better than the sum of the parts. In other words, I think you have to have everybody that's available on the active roster, if you will, somewhat healthy and available. And, and I know it can be a little frustrating because, and I know you're not looking at it like this, but boy, what could have been had guys remained healthy. But again, you're not going to get through this thing without some injuries during the course of the season. Well, I mean, that's part of it. You, you, you hope, but I mean, it happens throughout the country. I mean, look at Houston. Uh, now, you know, they're established. I mean, our margin for error, our talent level is better, but our margin for error is still isn't very much. I mean, that's that's right. the reality. We're not going to have superior talent. Um, you know, you look at you know the the teams in the top half of our league. I mean, you look at Memphis. You know, with they have a guy or two out, and they struggle, and they've got you know they've got really good players. Yeah, and it, it takes different. I mean, you know, Tyler Harris. They've got guys on that roster that would be starting just about everywhere in our league. And it's, I think it's a lot of it's not only who you play, it's when you play, the timing of it. Uh, you know, our talent level is better, but it's not good enough that we can have uh, you know, some of these drop-offs. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. Do you just stay in the portal and recruit? Do you get high school kids and grow it? Uh, I think all coaches right now are trying to figure that balance out. I do like our young guys. And so those guys are getting some minutes. And, uh, you, know, you know, we'll lose Vance and we'll lose J.J., but I, I do think that you've got enough pieces. But you know, we're not going to have the depth of a Houston yet, or of a of a Memphis, or a, you know, even you know, SMU's got four guys in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, so you got to you know, sort of pick and choose and try to fight battles that you can fight and try to develop your guys. That's that's part of it being at East Carolina. Tremont Robinson White, uh, Joe. I got to imagine in some ways. Uh, he, he, I mean, he's great to watch play, but he's probably maddening because you know sometimes he's a little offensively inconsistent, but defensively on the ball, your best defender, if not one of them. Obviously, what he does as far as deflections and steals and, and turning that at times into offense is is a real thing of beauty. But he showed up really big for you in the second half. He was terrific, and 
you know, it, it, you know what? And the, the crazy thing about coaching is, you know, you remember one play, he turns it over at a bad time. But, uh, you know, I, in my back of my mind, after you, you get back to thinking about it, it was a bad turnover. But um, if he didn't do those other things, we'd have won the game. And, uh, you know, he made some shots. He made a big three. Uh, and was terrific defensively. I mean, there, there was two or three other things that don't show up in the box, whether it weren't steals. That they had wide open layup at one point, and he faked that and bluffed at a uh, a big rolling, and the guard was getting ready to throw it to him, and he that he, he essentially took away a layup. Yeah, if the kid had thrown it, he would have stolen it. And it wasn't that you know, it wasn't a play that you're saying, wow, that was a great dunk or that was this. It was just a great basketball play. Um, you know, he, he's playing hard. I mean, I think he's got some urgency. Um, now, you know, like, like, like we talked about, he'll make some plays that are maddening. And, um, but I do think he usually tries to run back there and make it up. Coach, a couple more uh, questions if you got a, a time with us here, and I appreciate you joining us uh, here on the show. Uh, Vance Jackson, back to him really quick. I mean, it, it seems like right now he's on one of those roles that he can get on, and he's really doing a good job of hunting his shot and being aggressive. Yeah, and we've got to continue. I think he's done a good job of, the one thing I think we've all seen from the beginning of the season to the end is he's, he's uh, uh, embraced posting a little bit more. I mean, he's not a post-up guy per se, but that's another avenue for him to score. People have done a good job or trying to do a good job of getting him off the three-point line. I thought he got off to a little bit of a rough start, but as we did, you know, we were one for 15 in the first half against Tulsa from the three-point line, and, uh, you know, I thought he, he gave us some confidence and made a shot. You know, he went nine for 14 in the second half, and, I thought he shot with a lot of confidence and played and uh, you know, did some really good things. And, and uh, But I do think he's playing with a lot of confidence right now. And Coach, uh, Tristan, it, it, just, it just seems like you know he's getting so much attention. Do you think he was a little worn down the other night? Or, again, is it just the way that teams are, are defending him and trying to take him out of things uh, that he's having well, to, to make adjustments? Is, gets, it's harder to penetrate against the matchup. Now, they played some right. more man. Like they played some man. The last couple of games when people sit in zone, you know, Tristan's game is, you know, a lot of penetration. I do think, you know, everybody hits the wall for a little bit during the season. I don't care who you are. I mean, you know, that's why these NBA guys are load managing. I mean, I think that he's he's been a little. I think he's he's good. I think we've done a pretty good job of making sure, you know, watching his practice and, you know, trying to sub him around, uh, around media timeouts and giving him a minute here and there. But, I think a lot of it's some of the way, like you said, the way people are guarding and also some of the way they play. Coach, uh, some areas you guys will have to be uh, pristine as far as execution tomorrow night against SMU to get a win. Transition defense, uh, very good in transition. Uh, adjusting against multiple defenses, they change defense. So, you know, the way we looked at it, the one three one one of the game the other night against uh, Houston, you know, they were sort of struggling and uh, you know, Kyler Edwards picked up his fourth foul for Houston, sort of changed the dynamics of the game. And then SMU went zone, and, um, you know, Houston didn't make shots. Houston had some shots, they missed them. SMU took advantage in transition and uh, transition defense and, and playing against adjusting against multiple defenses would be important. Yeah. And and always got to knock down shots. That's a, I think we saw that the that other night. Helps. Yeah, yeah, it, it makes everybody seem like a better player, and the coaches seem smarter, as you say, as well. So yeah, that's what Jack Van Gundy always says: if the ball goes in, good coach; if the ball doesn't go in, bad coach. <laughs> uh, Joe Dooley, hey coach, thank you for the time. Best of luck tomorrow against SMU. Thanks, Patrick. Hey, are you tired of working every weekend? Are you fed up with working too many hours? Are you bored with your job? You want to make more money in a new career? Victra. 
the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers, and Victra's Greenville Contact Center is now hiring. Victra's got open positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care and operations support. Benefits include incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Earn top dollar while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. And, hey, Victra is holding a hiring event coming up on Thursday the 17th right here in Greenville. Victra's hiring 35 people this week, and they want you to apply. So visit the website, pit-jobs.com, for info about the hiring event on February 17th. And you can apply now. That's Pitt, is in Pitt County, the website, pit-jobs.com. Super Bowl chatter and our snackdown coming up, but right now, an early 94.3 The Game Sports Update. The long-awaited, heavily debated, first annual Snackdown, where we draft the snack for the Super Bowl, and then we rack them. We rack the snack. We've stolen it from Tony uh, Tony Kornheit. I'm not going to lie. It's an old-school bit, but we've made it our own here today. We are in the jungle. Uh, Let's uh, introduce the... uh, well, let's introduce our special guest first. He is uh, hes new to the area, but not new to the sports game. Uh, sports director at WITN, Eric Gullickson, is our special guest here today. Uh, Gully, if I may be so bold, thank you for coming on and, and appearing on the Patrick Johnson Show. It's great to have you. Hey, happy to be on here with you guys. I'm excited to uh, snack down with you guys on this. I love it. I love it. All right, let's... Uh, before we get into the big game and get into the Snackdown draft, uh, the other competitors, uh, he is uh, originally from the northeastern corner of the state, but he now calls Farmville his home. Uh, we welcome to the Snackdown uh, draft uh, producer of the Patrick Johnson Show, the 1A producer. Uh, he is uh, the one and only Ben B-Baby Byram. Uh, B-Baby, do you have anything to say before we begin the draft here in a few minutes? Well, you forgot to mention the fact that I won the uh, the playoff picks. I, I was, was going to get to that when we get to the. Pick, so. I was going to get to that. I like the chip on the shoulder though. Early, you want you, even though you are a front runner in this, you want your respect. Oh yeah, put is some respect on my name. There you go. All right, and then uh, he is the ref. He is Philip Pilkington. He he was second in our show picks. And uh, ref, do you have anything to say here before the snackdown draft? Well, hopefully, I can bounce back. Yes, I was second in the. Uh playoff picks but i still didn't do very good especially after i came off a really good regular season with my uh, pick em. i won all the pools i was in with pick em, but uh really struggled hard in the playoffs so hopefully i can back it up with here with sna- snack down gully do you find that pilkington talks a little too much be honest uh no i think he's good he's okay the right amount <laughs> all right i'm just I, I i just i wanted to make sure he's not irritating you that's all I mean, you're a major, you're a major sport, you're a major force in local sports, and we want to be friendly with. You. So I, I wanted to make sure he's not overstayed his welcome here. All right, uh, before we begin the draft, uh, and and I'll get into the rules, Ben. Don't you worry about this. Before I get into the draft, 
uh, Eric Gullickson, WITN, an NBC affiliate, according to my uh, research. And look, breaking news, they are airing the Super Bowl this year. I feel like you all need a push. I don't know. I, I understand the concern over viewership and always the, you make sure you get every eyeball. So that's one of the things we'll do here today before we begin the draft. I want to I want to make sure we let people know that Channel 7, WITN, is airing the game here in Eastern North Carolina. So then that way, we're doing our part to push viewers to this to this game because I know that's a big concern. Yeah, it's a bit. It's, it's you know, we really uh, we don't think there's going to be too many eyes on it. It's, uh, you know, not, not highly watched on any given year. And, um, you know, it, uh, our promotion staff really, uh, they need help. So it's, it's good that, that you guys are willing to help them out. My buddy John well, Bowling will be happy about that. Ah, uh, see, John Bowling, IBX Media alum. Did you know that? I did. He showed okay. me around the Dowdy Ficklin Stadium when I first got here. Did he really? Well... He did. Probably I got to open you, the tower. It was pretty sweet. You may have seen some sights you didn't want to see with him involved there. Now, is that an animal in the background? <laughs> it is, are you on some sort of cattle ranch? What's going on there, Gully? Uh, puppy. Ah, <laughs> puppy has toys. All right. <laughs> okay. So you'll be watching the puppy bowl, I'm sure, too. All right. That's good. That's good. Yes. All right. Yes. Eric, Gull- uh, Eric Gullickson, Channel 7 Sports, WIT and Sports Director is on with us here. Uh, we're going to do our picks for the for the game before we do the snackdown draft. Should we do Ben? Should we do that or should we do it after the snackdown draft? What Ben? What would you say on this? Is that sort of the the, the I think go ahead and do our picks since we're going to talk the game first, right? Yeah, let's go for it. I'm ready. Okay. So Ben Gully Ben, we did all did our picks. Now I've lost like seven in a row, which is the reason I'm bowing out of the snackdown draft because I can't pick anything. So I'm I'm going to be the judge of the Snackdown draft. Okay. And I'll de- I'll determine who our first Snackdown draft winner is in a minute. You're taking my place. So you're 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 going to be an upgrade automatically. And so you're going to be you're going to have to carry the torch for team PJ here uh, as far as the pick goes. But I am going to give my pick. But you but let's go with you first here. Who wins? Who wins the big game and why? I think that the Rams win the big game because their defense is really, really scary. And the Bengals are all based on offense. And as a guy that thinks defense wins championships, I think that the Rams are going to just do a little bit more this week. All right. Give me a score. Give me a score. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to say 31-24. All right, I like it. Rams. Got you. All right, uh, the ref, Philip Pilkington, who did come in second. Pilk had a bad week, but then he rebounded. And so Ben just was a monster, so it was hard to catch up after that bad week. But Pilkington was solid. So, uh, ref, what do you have? I've got the Rams. I think uh, kind of building off what our guy John Jansen said on the air yesterday, the Bengals have had scored on kind of one-play opportunities this year. They struggle to put together 13 14 play drives and finish them and that's something they're going to have to do against this Rams team because if they leave Joe Burrow back there that long to try and throw the ball down the field he's going to get popped by Von Miller and Aaron Donald okay. so I'm going to go Rams uh 24-20 okay all right bit of an odd score uh here is I'm really hard on Philip aren't I Ben I'm really hard on him here today uh 
All right, B-Baby, Ben Byram, what do you have? I got the Bengals by a mile. I mean, Joe Burrow, Joe Cool here. I mean, there's something to be said when a team rallies around their quarterback and has that much confidence in their quarterback. And you look at their playoff run so far, they beat the Chiefs in the toughest way possible. Who are the Rams to them? I got the Bengals 42-14. to 14. I'm calling it right now blowout. It's an old-school Super Bowl. All right. Now, I'm going to give my pick here. Here's the issue. I did not uh, – I, I have mispicked on seven straight games. If you go back and you do it by the sketch, seven straight games in the playoffs. I did not believe in the Bengals. I did not believe in the Rams during this whole thing. Picked against them every single time. I am forced to make a pick here. Gully made a very rational, reasonable argument. The ref made a rational, reasonable argument. And he picked a bit of a he, wait a minute. He picked a bit of a weird score, but he made a. But I'm going with the hot hand because if wait, there's anything twenty-four I love, to twenty is not a weird score. That's one team scoring three touchdowns and a field goal. The other team getting two touchdowns and two field goals. I don't see that's a weird goals. score. That's a weird score. Um, that's a scoregami situation. I think for a Super Bowl, I, I'm just I, I. That's unresearched. That's just an opinion. Well, you, you're saying I, Evan McPherson is going to miss an extra point. No, I'm. Yeah, that's what. He, thank you, Ben. All right, so I, here's my point. I'm going with the hot hand because I love stars. And Ben B-Baby Byram is a star with his picks for this playoff. So I'm, I'm going with Ben, and I'm going Bengals in this one over the Rams. I don't like 42-14. I'm going 37-27. All I'm saying is Ben, it. Bengals, coincidence? I think not. It all, oh, it all comes together. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time now time. Do we have Welcome to the Jungle again? Can we cue that up here, Ben, and, and get it going for the beginning of the segment here again? Uh, for, yes, here we go. We're going to rack them. We're going to rack this. Now, here's what Gully is thinking. The hell am I doing right now on this, wasting my time this afternoon? I got to get ready to go do some high school hoops. I got a weekend full of sports, and I'm here with these jokers. Gully, am I right on that? Are you thinking, thinking to yourself, where did, where did I go wrong? I'm thinking, man. Okay, good. I'm I like thinking. it. He's focused. I got to right. get cooking. All right, here, here we go. This is the rules of the first ever Snackdown draft. The Snackdown draft, we're going to pick Super Bowl, party, or if you're just having a party you want, or it's just you and your significant other. Super Bowl snacks. What you would have at a Super Bowl party. There's very standard fare. There are certainly things that could probably be brought in uh, that maybe are a little unique that you could put a modern twist on. I don't know. But I will say this. We're going to then, in the in the vein of Jim Rome, we're going to rack them. We're going to rack the snacks after you pick them. We're going three me- three foods and a liquid. And the drink doesn't have to be alcoholic because B-Baby Byram is still a young man in the game, as we know. All right, as I'm mixing my drink here in front of me right now, uh, non-alcoholic, unsweet tea with a little Splenda in it for those scoring at home, we are going to now begin our first ever, first annual Snackdown Draft. Gentlemen, do you know and do you understand the rules? Yes, we all got it. We're set. We're ready to go. Not all at once. Okay, here we go. Uh, because by virtue of his prognostication st- uh, skills, the first two rounds will go as follows. 
B-Baby Byram gets the number one overall pick. He'll be followed by the ref, Philip Pilkington. Substituting for me, trying to bring some some pride to a, a once proud but now diminished franchise. The uh, team P-Man is Eric Gullickson from WITN7, the sports director. Gully's going to pick third. Then Gully will get the fourth pick. Back to Pilkington for the fifth and Ben the sixth, and then we'll do the same thing for the third and fourth round. So here we go. With the uh, first pick in the Snackdown Super Bowl snack draft, Ben B-Baby Byram is on the clock. Ben? All right, I'm going to go with uh, a little bit of a, a Byram staple here when it comes to the Super Bowl. Carolina nachos. It's just nachos, but the meat is a barbecue, and then you put a little barbecue drizzle on it. Great. Mwah. It's it's great. Just and I like the fact that I ruined nachos for everybody. Nobody can pick nachos now, so I think it's a great first overall pick. No, no, no. You're wrong. You could still go with regular nachos. You, on the other hand, I don't like that. To... I don't like that at all. Well, no, I think I'm, nobody I'm should be able to pick nachos. No, no. You, but here's what you've done. This is maybe a little foreshadowing. Very strong pick out of the out of the gate here, Ben. You've enhanced nachos. Keep that in mind. Okay. You've enhanced all right. nachos. So don't 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 cry foul just yet. Okay, okay. Was, I'm not going to lie to you. That was a strong pick. That was the other thing I forgot to mention. Once a food is off, it's off. You cannot pick that food. That's the other part of the snack down. You cannot pick that food in the snack down draft. You have to move on to another pick. So nachos with barbecue and barbecue sauce. So barbecue nachos are off the board. We now go to the ref, Philip Pilkington, with his pick in the snack down draft. Well, seems like I might be getting a steal here too, because Ben didn't take them. But I got to take the number one most popular food on Super Bowl Sunday, and that's chicken wings. General or a certain type of sauce or flavor? I'm just chicken wings in general. I mean, whatever you like, buffalo. I guess if I got to pick one, I'll go you buffalo wings. One. Okay, if I got to pick one, I'll go buffalo All right. wings. All right, buffalo. There's been crowing again and whining about this before you've even got started. All right, so there's Pilkington with buffalo wings. Also, I forgot to mention this, guys. In all my excitement, you must refer to me as Mr. Snack Missioner. With the third pick, I'm selecting. So, Gully, do you have that? That's that's the way we need to execute this here. I'm the Snack Missioner. All right. I got you, Snack Missioner. Carolina barbecue nachos off. Barbecue nachos off the board. Buffalo wings off the board. Not a big fan of the buffalo wings unless they're done right. Just throwing it out there. So now with the third pick in the SmackDown Super Bowl draft, we go to WIT and sports director Eric Gullickson. Gully? Yeah, you got to go with the mix pizza. So a variety of toppings across a large portion of pizza. It's a go-to. I thought it was right there with wings. So that's mm. where I'm at. A variety topped pizza. You know, I've never really – can remember having a pizza at a Super Bowl party. So I'm a no? uh, but it but it's a thing. I know it's a thing. It's just not never one that I've been to. All right. I right. uh, I don't hate it. Uh here's the good news. You get the you get the fourth pick, so you get to go back to back foods here. Uh and with the fourth pick in the snack down Super Bowl snack draft, we now go uh with Gully again. Gully? We're going back and we go to Potato chips with the onion dip. That seems to be a, a solid at every single Super Bowl party I go to. Potato chips like with the fr- onion dip. French onion? Like a French Is onion, Is that what you yeah. said? Yeah. Okay, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I like that. I like that. 
it seems a little uh, collegiate junk foodie to me, but I, I like where you're going right now. Nice work there, Gully. All right, uh, with the fifth overall pick in the Snackdown draft, uh, the ref Philip Pilkington right now. Uh, right now, four foods, beverages are still on the board. You must pick three foods and a beverage. It doesn't have to be alcoholic, and it would help if some if you would start referring to me as Mr. Snack Missioner. But go ahead. Gully so far is the only one to do that. I'm, I'm just adding. All right, Mr. Snack Missioner with the fifth there we pick. There in the 2022 <laughs> Super Bowl 56 Snackdown Draft, Team uh-huh, Philip uh-huh. Pilk, the ref Philip Pilkington takes the soft pretzels with the beer cheese dip. Oh, yeah! You know what did it there? Yep, the beer cheese. The beer cheese. I didn't know where you were going, Pilkington, but then you went with the beer cheese, and I got that that. That's a, that's solid. That's solid work. That that fell to five, and you took it. I, I, that's a little bit of an upset. I'm not going to lie. All right, back to the man who had the number one overall pick. He's got the sixth overall pick in the Snackdown draft. The one and only Ben B Baby Byram. Let me remind you: Carolina nachos, so barbecue nachos are off the board. Buffalo chicken wings, the uh, variety pizza uh, with uh, like the works on it, potato chips with French onion dip and soft pretzels with beer cheese are all off of the uh, board. Ben B. Baby Byram, what do you have? Your Honor, Mr. Snack Missioner, I think this is <laughs> yes. a uh, staple at any Super Bowl party, and I'm surprised it hasn't been picked. Buffalo chicken dip. Need I say more? Buff- buffalo chicken dip. Okay. My wife makes an excellent buffalo chicken dip, and she actually said she was not going to make it this year for the for the. Like where this is going. All right, what kind of, uh, what kind of dip – Item, are you dipping in it, or is it is it so good you eat it with a fork? That's a key here, Ben. Key moment. Oh well, you can you can kind of go with anything when it comes to buffalo chicken dip. You can I've seen crackers, I've seen straight up chips, I've seen yeah. You can eat it with a fork. I, okay. I, I I just straight up eat it with a fork to be honest with you. Ritz so you Ritz cracker if I had to pick something. Ritz cracker. Ah, Ritz cracker. Okay, that's key. All right, uh, we're back. To, we're beginning the third round of the first ever Snackdown draft, our Super Bowl Snackdown. Uh, hashtag Snackdown. We're racking the snacks. Uh, the winner will just be proclaimed the winner, and uh, we may fashion some sort of, of belt uh, for them at some point. I don't know. All right, we're back to Ben Byram here. He had the number one overall pick. He just made the sixth pick, and by virtue of winning the picks on the PJ show, he now has the seventh overall pick. What do you have, Ben? Well, if you listened to the show yesterday, you know me and Philip are about to come to blows. I know this is something he wants. I'm getting. I'm picking a hoagie tray. A, a, a hoagie tray? Yep. Okay. Quality. Quality. That cut. Co- that covers a lot of area, but I like it. I like it. All right, um, Philip the ref Pilkington, who has already selected buffalo chicken wings and soft pretzels with beer cheese. I like where he's gone so far on this. I, I, look, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to tip the hand on my decision here, but I will say I like where Philip has gone so far. So, uh, ref, what do you have for the seventh, or excuse me, the eighth overall pick, the second pick of the third round? Well, I've got my carbs, got my protein, so I think a good veggie tray is an appetizer to kind wow. of hit all the main food groups. Wow, it's pretty good. Pretty good. You might be scratching me where I'm itching here, Philip. I uh, that's that's pretty solid. All right, 
to the ninth overall pick, WIT and sports director uh, Eric Gullickson. Gully, as we now call him. Um, and uh, he has already picked, for those just joining this monumental occasion in radio, uh, a uh, Max Variety pizza, as he put it. In other words, a pizza with all the toppings. Potato chips with French onion dip. This is uh, – I, 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 I see a theme here. Let's see what he goes with, though, with the uh, ninth overall pick in the Snackdown draft. Yeah, you, you know, Super Bowl, kind of a cheat day. So, since I come <laughs> from the north, we always have chili on Super Bowl day. Oh. Staple. Okay. Wow. All right. That's good. Usually cold. Really cold. No, no, it's yeah, it's only going to be 75 here. But that's okay. That's okay yeah. if it's a good chili. All right. Now, Gully, you've picked three you've picked three foods and now you're going back with a uh you're going back now to to the liquid cuz you have to it's three foods and a, and a drink. So with the 10th overall pick, you're going to have to go beverage here. I hate to pigeonhole you. But where are you with the beverage? This could be a bit this with the beverage coming down to the final pick for everybody. This could be the thing that tips the scale cuz I'm going to tell you this, it's a very close competition right now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, this is a dependent upon whether my team is playing in the Super Bowl or not. <laughs> so Jaeger. since they are not Jaegermeister. Jaegermeister, right? Yeah, yeah. When the Patriots <laughs> are in the Super Bowl, it's it's um a little nerve wracking, but mm-hmm. they're not this says, year. Says the so guy who's got seven, say, who's got six championships. Says the, yeah. the guy whose team's got six titles. It's nerve wracking. Child please. All right, go ahead, Gully. Well, we lost a few too to the New York Giants, so those weren't very fun. But since they're not this year, I'm going with the light beer. Miller Lite from the upper Midwest is the way we go. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. Gully picks uh, Miller Lite specifically. Goes with Miller Lite there. Didn't want to load up on too many carbs. Got to keep no, you it a got little to. bit open. All right. can't, can't go right. full Gully. just beer. That's that's right. All right, Gully, uh, you'll you'll get a chance for a closing statement here in a second. All right, now to the ref, Philip Pilkington, with the eleventh overall pick in the Snackdown Draft. Well, I was going to go with a beer, and I know Gully only took one, but uh, I feel like it'd be kind of against the rules to go with another beer. So uh, I guess it's one of our sponsors here at the station, and you got to stay up late for that post game show, so you need a little caffeine. So I'm gonna go with an ice cold Pepsi. Okay. Pepsi, all right. Here you go. The Minji's Bottling Group folks will appreciate that. All right. Now, would that encompass maybe a uh, a Pepsi Zero and a uh, a diet, or is this just uh, just Pepsi and that's what you're going with? Well, whatever you drink when you drink your your cola but a soft from drink. Pepsi, a soft yeah, drink. yeah. Okay. All right. Pepsi product. All right. I might have talked you into that one a little bit here. Okay. Uh, now to wrap it up on the uh, Snackdown. Draft. He had the first overall pick. He had the sixth overall pick, and then the seventh pick. Uh, let's recap Ben Byram's draft: Carolina nachos, which is a barbecue meat and a barbecue sauce on nachos. Didn't corner the market on nachos, but he essentially did. So we might be able to lump all of nachos in there. I don't know, Ben. It's that tight. Uh, buffalo chicken dip, which, if it's made correctly, is fantastic. And then the hoagie tray, which I found to be an interesting selection. All right, so here is Ben B-Baby Byram with his beverage pick 
Here we go. Sweet Final tea. Final pick of the snack down to sweet tea. <laughs> sweet tea. What, what's there to be said? That's all that needs to be said. Southern staple right there. Okay. All right. Are you going to so add let's a recap. little Splenda in it so, so that you can match the <laughs> snack missioner? Gully, you get a point for snack missioner. All right, here we go. Um, Bin B Baby Byram, I just told you this. Carolina nachos, buffalo chicken dip, a hoagie tray, and then sweet tea. Uh, Pilkington, the ref, buffalo chicken wings. Soft pretzels, but with beer cheese. A veggie tray, ranch or no ranch with the veggie tray? Ranch. Need a clarification. Ranch, okay. All right. And then Pepsi. All right. And then Gully, Eric Gullickson from uh, WITN, uh, a Max Variety pizza, right? Uh, a potato chips with French onion dip. I don't like onions, but I do like French onion dip. Chili, and then uh, light beer, particularly Miller Lite. I'm going to, all right, so quickly, Ben, a closing statement. How do you feel your draft went? Very quickly. I think I knocked it out of the park. I should be leading by a mile right now. This is all stuff I would actually have on my plate. I don't believe these fellows pick stuff that they would have on their plate. <laughs> so I'll just whoa, leave it at that, Mr. Whoa, Snack whoa. Missioner, ben, Your Honor, on. sir. Right, I know ben I Byram. would have some of that barbecue nachos on my plate, I'm telling you that, and some of that chicken right. chicken dip that you had. So I'm just saying the first overall pick was uh, it was like drafting Patrick Mahomes, I think. <laughs> Joe Burrow. Wow, that's that's it, quite a compliment. It was a strong. Yeah. I'll say this for Ben. It was a strong first pick. All right, uh, the ref Philip Pilkington, a closing statement on on your thoughts on your draft as you went with Buffalo wings, uh, the soft pretzels with beer cheese, veggie tray, and Pepsi. I think I have the most balanced. So I'm not saying I have the biggest home run hitters, you know, the most superstars on my team, but I think my team in and through one to four is is the most solid. Gully, your your uh, your picks are very regional. Your picks are very regional, in my mind. They, they, uh, yeah, you know, like a taste of home. My traditional Super Bowl foods, but you know, if it's going to be seventy-five degrees in North Carolina, we might not, we might not go for the, the temperature <laughs> items right. as right. much. Okay, okay. Um, there can only be one winner. Let me just say, and I, and I will say this. There were some exceptionally strong picks in this year's uh, draft. And then there were a few things that were quite confusing. Quite confusing. I wouldn't have gone there. But I have to understand as a man of the people that this is not just necessarily my selection. I'm picking on behalf of the people. So what would the people want to have? <sighs> Gully? I hate to do this, Gully, but I, I you you right now are the are the are the third place finisher in my mind in this thing. Oh. I'm sorry, number three. I do like oh. the regionalism that you brought, and I like the specifics. But I've never had pizza at a Super Bowl party, and potato chips sometimes can be cheap, and it's too hot for chili. And I'm not a fan of Miller beer, but I I like the fact that you stuck to your guns and you had regionalism. That was very good. Very good. So I got to get Gully solid, and it was tight. But I, I have to say, um, you're going to be you're going to finish in third here. Now keep in mind, keep in mind, 
that uh, I have to work with these other two guys, too. So that's the other part of this. All right. Um, the, the ref, Philip Pilkington. Soft pretzels was – I was wondering where you were going, and then you went with the beer cheese. Very strong. And I'm not going to lie. The veggie tray, I, I like that. I like that. Ben, B-Baby Byron, you had the number one overall pick. And, Ben, you know what I liked about your uh, your your menu? What's that? It was it had a lot of flair. It had a lot of flair. These these nachos. Kind of like myself. Comp- you, well, you got compliments from Gully. Like, he, he's, he, he was down with your menu. Right? So I think that was good. True. Uh, the buffalo chicken dip, really good. But you know where you might have lost me, Ben? You know where you may have lost me? The hoagie tray. Yeah, you know, I picked it because Jansen and Philip were praising it yesterday. So it's like, I'm going to steal this from Philip just to make him mad. Right. Number one, never listen to Jansen. Number two, never <laughs> listen to Pilkington. Yeah. All right. So they're ganging up on me. The hoagie, again, kind of like the Max Pizza. I can't remember when I, I've been to a. A, a Super Bowl party where there was a hoagie tray. And if there's a hoagie tray, that tends to lend itself to the fact that a lot of people are touching your sandwich, and it's it's a very messy sandwich. Yeah. So with that said, though, your first two picks were amazingly strong. But I am going to have to award this year's Snackdown trophy to the ref, Philip Pilkington. He's the winner. Here we go. Appreciate it, yes. Mr. S- we spare no expense on production on that. Can't you tell Gully we have like a TV budget? We spare no expense. You've you've picked up I on that tell. here, I'm sure. On the yeah, you can tell. All right, uh, Philip, uh, what do you have to say is the winner of this year's first ever Snackdown draft? Well, thank you, Mister Snack Missioner, Snack Missioner, sir. I really appreciate it, and uh, I want to say to my uh, competitors, man, they made it tough on me. I had a few picks stolen from me. I kind of baited Ben into the uh, the hoagie tray thing. Oh, little but, mind um, games. Little yeah. mind games. I like it. But uh, I'm honored and uh, can't wait for Sunday and uh, go Rams. Okay. There you go. Uh, big thanks to Eric Gullickson, WITN Sports Director. Gully, will you ever come back on our radio show, ever? Oh, sure. Thank you for having okay. me on, guys. Okay. Well, this was great. Hey, you can watch Super Bowl 56 on WITN 7 Sunday night. We're going to come back. After we rack the snacks, we're going to come back to wrap things up next. As shows go, this has been one. No, this was actually good. This was fun today. I've enjoyed it. It's been a fun day. Oh, there's Pilkington. Yeah, well, you you enjoyed it. You were the winner of the Snackdown. We racked the snacks. Of course, that is true. But I would enjoy it anyway. Ben, did that work out like we thought it would when we conceptualized it? I thought so. I demand a redraft. I think it did not work out like a like plan. Ben, I'll tell you this, though. You've talked me into the Bengals. Your confidence is overflowing. I'm telling you, I mean, if history, if history is going to – is any indication here, I got the Super Bowl pick right. I mean, considering that I did all the playoff picks right. Bengals are going to win. I'm gonna. I, I really think the Rams are gonna win, but I'm going. I'm riding you because you're the hot hand right now. And I reserve the right to change before we lock in on social media. Somewhere on our Twitter page, we have a a a, a poll. A Who you got poll for the Super Bowl? Yeah, that thing's been up for like six days. So everybody well, we who hasn't voted out the there yet, get up and vote. Yeah. And I think it closes right before the game. 
Yeah, at 943 the game on Twitter, and maybe somebody will put it on there. I don't know. Um, let's see here. Thanks to Joe Dooley for being on with us today. Of course, the big news from earlier today regarding ECU was uh, the win, or the win, the uh, extension to John Gilbert's contract. Uh, now a five-year agreement in place for John Gilbert to remain as director of athletics at ECU. So uh, congratulations to John. Uh, we're going to find out Monday. Uh, we're going to have John on some point next week, so we're looking forward to having him uh, back on the program. Uh, a couple other programming notes for you. Tomorrow it is ECU basketball, and uh, we'll have the game for you here on 94.3 The Game and 107.9 WNCT. Uh, that game will uh, tip at 6 o'clock airtime of 5.30 on uh, the radio side. Uh, also, uh, coming up on Monday, Patrick Johnson Show. Also, it'll be our first uh, installment of Inside the ECU Clubhouse with Coach Cliff Godwin. We'll have that for you. Uh, have some of the uh, highlights or excerpts from that on, uh, on uh, the radio, but also that'll be posted as a podcast uh, around mid-morning on 943thegame.com. So uh, check that out The uh, inside the uh, ECU Clubhouse with Coach Cliff Godwin uh, podcast. And uh, that will make its return in 2022 and uh, starts on Monday. Uh, again, we'll have excerpts of that. Ben and I will break down the Super Bowl. Joe Dooley show returns. I think they're going to be at the arena because Logan's on Valentine's night. A big Valentine's Day plans, Ben? I'm kind of getting that out of the way tonight. So I got my oh. Valentine's Day date tonight. Wow. Wow. All right. Good for you, Ben. Good for you. Pilk? Uh, I'll be at work. There you go. Uh, my wife has moved our things to the following weekend. I think that lets me off the hook for Monday. If I'm being well, yeah, and it's less busy if you don't do it actually on Valentine's Day. So I like where her head's at there. Well, I don't. Th- I think she's still expecting something. So I've got some. I, just late hour. I've got some. Work. All right. Uh, big thanks to uh, Joe Dooley, as we mentioned, and Gully, Eric Gullickson. He was great. WITN Sports Director. Of course, Super Bowl's on NBC this year, so you can watch it on Channel 7. Uh, we will be back on uh, Monday. Patrick Johnson Show. Have a great and safe holiday uh, Super Bowl weekend, I should say. And uh, thanks to Ben. Thanks to Philip. We'll catch you on Monday.